there is substantial grade var variability within these veins. Um, you can drill a hole and hit uh, very little gold and then change directions a couple hundred feet and drill another hole and see grade within these deposits. Welcome to Proven Improbable, where we deliver mining insights and bullion sales in the form of physical delivery, offshore depositories, and private blockchain distributed ledger technology. Joining us for a conversation is the CEO of Millrack Resources, Gregory Beischer, along with Gabriel Graff, who works as a consultant for Millrack Resources. Gentlemen, welcome to the show. Thanks very much, Maurice. Great to hear you again. Glad to have you both on the program today to get shareholders up to date on the latest developments on the 64 North Project, which to date has not produced the results we've been hoping for. But before shareholders get too discouraged, there's a coordinating conjunction that needs to be considered in the narrative, and that is the word, however. Mr. Beischer, take us to Alaska and reintroduce us to the 64 North Project. Sure thing, Maurice. Uh, I'm here today in, in Fairbanks in the central part of our state. Uh, I live in Anchorage, but uh, up here looking at uh, two of our projects uh, right near Fairbanks. But also 64 North is a pretty short trip just down the, uh, the highway uh, and uh, probably a, a two hour drive uh, here from Fairbanks. And um, I'll move on to the next slide. <clears throat> And here, uh, zooming in to the central part of the state, you'll see Fairbanks again, the Good Pastor District uh, in, in which uh, 64 North is situated, uh, also the, the Good Pastor Mining District. You can see annotated uh, on this slide, and it's part of uh, an overall a very large belt of uh, rocks that uh, has a, a prolific amount of uh, gold. Uh, stretching from the Yukon Territory across uh, the Canada-U.S. border. And uh, Alaska has a, a, a big portion of this uh, Tintina district. And you've been following Millrock for a while, so you know that uh, about 18 months ago, we staked a very large tract of state of Alaska mining claims, which are shown here in blue. Uh, surrounding uh, the Northern Star Pogo mine property. And uh, the yellow uh, stars indicate places where we know uh, gold uh, occurs at surface. And uh, in particular, we've been working mostly this past year on the West Pogo focus area, which is really, as the name implies, uh, just to uh, the west of the Pogo mine. Now, zoomed in further, Millrock's claims are shown in the pale blue color. This uh, line here represents the claim boundary between Northern Star Resources and their Pogo mine uh, and Millrock's uh, claim block. And uh, these uh, orange shapes are uh, the ore bodies at Pogo, the gold ore bodies projected through to surface. So contained within those shapes is approximately 10 million ounces of gold, of which roughly 4 million has so far been mined. Now, uh, the reason I've invited Gabe uh, to sit in today is because Gabe is uh, previously the exploration superintendent for the Pogo mine. And so he's very, very familiar with the geology and metallogeny of Pogo. And additionally, it was his work that resulted in the discovery 
of the good pasture deposit here. He's the geologist who uh, drilled uh, uh, the the discovery hole, uh, which uh, produced some some very good grade, and which we now understand Northern Star will be uh, delineating that deposit with a $21 million uh, drilling, delineation drilling program. So that's uh, really just a short distance from our claim boundary, uh, just over a, a kilometer away from the boundary. And uh, as I move on to the next slide, now you can see some of the uh, nice thicknesses and grade that was uh, intersected by Gabe and his crew when he was with uh, Northern Star. And uh, in particular, um, I think uh, <clears throat> this uh, discovery holes was the one that measures four meters in width and contained uh, 67 grams of gold per ton. Well, maybe that wasn't the very first hole uh, that, that you drilled, Gabe, but it was the one that sure caught everyone's attention when you made a, a presentation at the uh, Alaska Miners Association meeting a few years back. And one, one thing uh, Gabe will comment on in a little bit, Maurice, is, is, is that discovery. He'll uh, explain how it was made and, and uh, show some of the uh, grade variability that we get. So let me show you what we've done so far. Uh, as you'll recall, we started drilling in March on this hole here, number one, uh, but uh, we had no sooner completed and started hole two when the pandemic broke out and everything went on pause. And it was June before we could get back. And since then, we've drilled this hole. Uh, hole number four here was drilled uh, deep, and uh, and then hole five and hole six, and then finally hole seven. And I should say that this has been a, a joint effort between Millrock and Resolution Minerals, uh, ASX uh, company, RML. Uh, RML is uh, earning their way into our project. Uh, by funding exploration. And so their technical team is working with Millrocks, uh, including uh, Gabe, uh, whose uh, experience uh, right next door ha has been uh, very helpful to Millrock. So uh, uh, you saw our last press release uh, regarding hole seven. Uh, we uh, <clears throat> uh, this is a, a view of the the general area. Uh, you can see the terrain is not too bad, and we've built roads that that allow uh, year-round access. And moving on to the next slide, hole seven hit uh, just what we were looking for: uh, a seven-meter thick quartz vein or zone of veining uh, with. Uh, pyrite, arsenopyrite, and a little bit of pyrotite. And uh, these are the earmarks of what uh, Gabe sees in the deposits next door, uh, Pogo, Lisa Zone, and the Good Pastor deposit. But as it turns out, uh, there wasn't much gold in, in this quartz vein, or at least at this particular location. So a disappointment, but um, I think, uh, it's a, a case of uh, <clears throat> uh, never, uh, never stop uh, trying here. And uh, Gabe is going to show us an example of, of why that is, that, that we've drilled into a vein 
which appears much like uh, the good pastor deposit or uh, pogo. And it's certainly possible that uh, we've intersected the right vein. We just uh, are on the edge of it where there's not high gold grade yet, or we just happen to uh, pierce uh, a spot on the plane of the vein uh, that didn't have much gold. But uh, certainly there's good reasons to uh, drill more holes to see if the grade changes. And I'm going to pass it over to Gabe now for slide nine to just to show a, a couple of examples of how that occurs. Yeah, so on slide nine here, we're looking at the uh, ASX announcement um, from September 16, 2019, uh, that Northern Star put out uh, with the discovery of the uh, the good pasture deposit. And as Greg was saying, um, just wanted to point it out, um, there is substantial grade vari variability within these veins. Um, you can drill a hole and hit uh, very little gold and then change directions a um, couple hundred feet, you know, and drill another hole and, you know, see grade within these deposits. So I have two holes highlighted here on this slide uh, in black. 18-042 um, was a hole that uh, Northern Star would have drilled. And you can see uh, that hole is um, a minus 85 was the dip at an azimuth of 180 degrees. And if you look at the assay results from 309.7 to 312.6, they hit three meters of 0.4 grams per ton. So not very exciting, but a good thickness vein again, three meters. Um, that's that's a good thickness vein. Um, they drilled another hole from that same pad, 18041. Um, and they drilled at the same azimuth, but they just shallowed the hole up slightly. So instead of a minus 85, they were drilling a minus 55. And on this hole, um, probably at 259.7, which corresponds with the structure at 309 in the first hole, uh, they hit a meter of 17.5 grams per ton. So just within a couple hundred feet of, you know, changing your uh, dip on your hole, you were able to go from 0.4 grams to, you know, over half a gram per ton. On the next slide, just to highlight another um, instance of that, um, so 18052 in, in black, highlighted in black, and 18-047, highlighted in red, um, drilled from the same pad. Um, similar dips, um, 18052 was a minus 83, um, and at 547 meters down hole, they hit 3.4 meters of 0.2 grams per ton. Uh, in 18047, um, slightly shallower hole, minus 74 degrees, um, drilled at a 41 azimuth instead of a 67 azimuth. And down at 563, they hit 1.1 meters at 10 grams per ton and a half a meter at 52.5 grams per ton. So you can see just by slightly changing the direction of the drill um, and getting another pierce point on that vein, um, you could go from something that has almost zero gold in it um, into something that has fairly substantial grade in it. If we move to the next slide, this is an example. Um, this is from uh, Larimer et al. This is a paper on the East Deeps discovery um, in 2013. And again, you see the same kind of <clears throat> grade vari variability within in this uh, slide here as well. So highlighted, circled in red here um, is an area um, right on the edge of the vein, <clears throat> at least as it was known in uh, 2013. And you can see right in the middle, there's 11573 that has a circle with an X in it. That didn't have any vein in it at all. And if you move slightly north, about 250 feet, 11-616 has 19 feet of 0.020 ounce per ton in it. So again, not very stellar, but 
they drilled holes on either side of that at 250, 300 feet apart. And the one to the east, 11-601, hit 47 feet of 0.372 ounces per ton. And the one to the west hit 17 feet of 0.954 ounces per ton. So you can see within that vein as well, just a couple hundred feet either way, um, you could be popping into you know a zone with um, potentially decent grade in it. Yeah, I think that's a great example, uh, Gabe. So uh, just for the viewers to be sure, so you're looking down uh, in this view on a fairly flat line vein and every circle is a, a pierce point on the vein. Uh, the, outside the dashed line, the vein wasn't intersected, but uh, uh, you can see, as, ba as Gabe pointed out, uh, hole 11-616 uh, hit you know, all, 19 feet of quartz veining, but hardly any gold in it. But very close by, uh, the, the gold grade increased uh, substantially. So j just a great example. And uh, I think that's why I like to show this next slide. Uh, we could be really close here at, at uh, West Pogo. And uh, it just takes more effort. So we've uh, contracted to drill at least two more holes. Uh, the drill will uh, arrive uh, next week uh, if all goes according to plan. And, and we'll execute uh, that drilling uh, over the coming month. And let's hope that we see that kind of uh, change in, in gold grade from very low to hopefully spectacularly high. Uh, but we won't know till we drill those holes. Assay results uh, likely by December, and uh, we sure hope that we we hit the big one with the, this round. Um, you know, it's uh, been a little frustrating so far, Maurice. Uh, we've done a lot of good science, and uh, uh, the drilling hasn't panned out the way we'd hoped so far. But uh, we know we're we're we've intersected a vein that's got all the right earmarks. Now it's time to vector within that vein and see if there's a place where uh, the gold grade improves significantly. Any other uh, comments, Gabe, or any questions, Maurice, on what we've shown so far? Well, certainly. Uh, for the record, I just want to share that I've received a number of emails regarding you know, the, my, my views on the latest press release, and it's, it really goes back to the narrative of what I was referring to earlier. I'm not too discouraged, and uh, Mr. Graff, with his experience, I mean, he is really the name, and he's not discouraged. The experience shows that this is what he experienced at the Good Pastor, and we have the right team. We have the right strategic partners. I am not looking to sell any of my shares. <laughs> I'm on record for that. So instead of me responding to every email, you have it right here on record. And my son as well, uh, Carson, as you know, Mr. Beischer, he's a very proud shareholder. And we're looking to add to our position just for the record. Great. Thanks very much. Uh, so am I, uh, come to think of it. Uh, you know, we've had a, a trading blackout on Millrock uh, employees and executives uh, uh, until those results were released. But uh, until we start drilling it again, we're able to trade, and I fully intend to add to my position in, in uh, our own company. Now, leaving the project site and onto some numbers, Mr. Beischer, walk us through the current capital structure for Millrock Resources, please. Yeah, sure. We have uh, roughly 130 million shares outstanding, uh, around a, a million uh, dollars in our bank account. So we're not looking to uh, have to dilute uh, any shareholders soon. And uh, more partnerships coming soon. So the cash flow should be good. As you know, Maurice, in accordance with our business model, we're always making new partnerships. And uh, that allows us to spread the risk over numerous projects 
and uh, uh, keep a, a minority interest, but one that's still very valuable if a ore deposit is discovered. Um, <clears throat> moving on uh, to slide 14, uh, I uh, point out other places where we've been busy working the E1 target and the boundary target on the east. And uh, we've developed some great drill targets here. And so those will be uh, lining up for, for drilling in uh, 2021. And really, uh, Maurice, uh, as you have heard me say before, I think this is a, a district scale project. It's one where multiple ore bodies could be found. And it's going to take uh, years of exploration uh, to, to do that. And so systematically, Resolution and Millrock are, are working working our way, bringing new targets forward, ready to drill. And Mr. Beischer, will Millrock Resources be at the New Orleans Investment Conference this year? Yeah, we sure will. You know, uh, we've uh, been there for uh, every year for over a decade now. Uh, organizer Brian London puts on a great conference. It'll be different this year, uh, but I know that uh, it'll be done very, very well uh, virtually. And we uh, are happy to participate, and we look forward to seeing you online there, Maurice. Yes, sir. And to register for the New Orleans Investment Conference, simply just visit provenandprobable.com, and on our homepage, you can register there. Mr. Beister, any parting words for current and prospective shareholders? Well, sure. Uh, you know, uh, this, this is a fantastic uh, project, uh, but uh, we're always uh, looking forward to the next one, too. And you can anticipate some news in the, the uh, near future, Maurice, on uh, a new initiative that we have uh, are putting forward. Mr. Beister, for someone listening that wants to get more information on Millwreck Resources, please share the contact details. Sure. You can uh, easily just, uh, it's best just to Google Millrock Resources and you'll see the contact information there for Melanie Henderson of uh, Investor Relations and she'll be glad to speak to uh, current and uh, potential future uh, shareholders and put them in direct uh, contact with me if desired. Mr. Graff, Mr. Beischer, thank you for joining us today on Proven Improbable. Wishing you and Millrock Resources the absolute best. The information presented on Proven Improbable is provided for educational and informational purposes only, without any express or implied warranty of any kind, including warranties of accuracy, completeness, or fitness for any particular purpose. The information is not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice, or any other advice. You should not make any financial, investment, or trading decision based on any of the information presented without first undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional broker or competent financial advisor.